Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I am your host returning from vacation, Pylon, and we've got a few things to talk about this week. Uh, mostly the fact that I have no idea what has happened for the past, what, like 10 days. I've just been completely off the grid, no internet access, no anything. I was in the middle of the ocean, so I have no idea what's going on. But luckily, our fellow guests here should know what's going on. So why don't we go around and introduce ourselves so lost do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself if they don't know who you are my name is lost in hyrule i serve as a moderator at the uesp discord and i do editing on the wiki and i make, make mistakes on the internet occasionally you do sometimes make mistakes but it's okay everybody makes mistakes and yeah we don't just most people more frequently and post them in yeah in the internet yeah they get memorialized when they happen though it's true it's true when it's so rare and yeah so that's Lost it. That's me. <laughs> awesome. And clockwise around, skipping the middle kind of because it's weird. Kiz. I am a patroller on the wiki and I help out in the Discord help channel. Well, that's and, about it. And you, you have, have a very small head. Yeah, I do. I was going to fix it. I think it, it's but... to do with how far the webcam is away and how pylon puts it in the slide yeah I'm mainly that one fix it while we're talking later because it looks kind of strange but that other voice you heard is baratron baratron do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself hi i'm the um guildmaster for the eso guild for usp on the pcna server i'm also an admin in the discord and i'm sure i do various other bits for usp around the place all over the place you live tweeted i believe the entirety of the Greymore announcement. And it's kind of fun, but it's also very overstimulating. And, uh, you know, listening to the announcement, I have to make sure I get it all right. And because the nature of live tweeting is such you can't actually pause and go no. back, like if you mishear something. So then you're trying to pick it up from the context. And it can be... Uh, the only issue okay. is, like, since Twitter changed all of their algorithms, like, it doesn't... Sometimes you're like, you see the live tweeting of something like three days later, and you're like, oh, that would have been useful to know a while ago. I don't like I it. regularly get stream tweets the next day. Yeah, stuff like that. It's so funny. I know. It used to be the best for like when you got a tweet, you know it was just sent, but I don't know. Awesome. And last but not least, uh, controlling our video screen in the middle, we have AKB. We have. You're not going to ask me to talk about myself? I was yeah. pausing for you to fill in the blank yourself. <laughs> Optimistic hey, is the word. Hey, Pylon, are you, you want to ask me uh, hey, about AKB, myself? Hey, sure. AKB, do you want to tell yourself? Tell about yourself to everybody? I, You threw me off rhythm. I was waiting for your cue. There is no cue. There are no here, more cues. Here I am, being my good little puppets. Letting the master pull the strings. Master just... A year in, he goes like, I'm not going to pull the strings today. Can you say there are no strings on me in a James Spader voice? (laughs) I don't know what a James Spader voice is. He voiced Ultron. What's an Ultron? Oh, boy. Yeah, we've not got time for that. So uh, I'm AKB. I'm an admin for the UESP. And Bylon just really tortures me every week it's kind of true that's what we do here he finds a different way to antagonize me and one day i will snap and there will be blood but that is not today today is not that day well on that cheery note let's slip over to find out what we have been up to So if you're new to the podcast, the scholarly pursuits section, other than being fun to say, is where we kind of go over what we've been up to for the past week or so since we've been live and discuss all of our different explorations in the Elder Scrolls universe. I'll go first because mine are fast. I ain't done nothing. I had no internet, no computers. I was in the ocean. I read some books. They weren't Elder Scrolls books. Um, (laughs) I tanned. 
a hell of a sloth. They're way, Ooh. way less than you would expect. Um, I scootered. Um, yeah, that's about it. What was it like to completely leave the internet for a week? It was really nice. It was so relaxing. Like, and like the first day was kind of like a, oh, I wish I could check in and see all these things. And then I just stopped caring because like, whatever, I'm going to have another mojito and just hang out and dance on a boat, which I did a lot of. We did a lot of dancing on the boat. Um, but like, honestly, I had no idea what was happening in the world. Like not even just Elder Scrolls, like crazy things could have been happening and I would have no concept of it, which was kind of nice just to like completely off the grid. It was really relaxing. Like there was no stimulation things. Just, and if I wanted to do it, it was kind of did it relaxed, no worry about anything, no stress. Oh. Got that island living. Yeah, island pylon is very relaxed pylon. I would be stressed by the fact I was on a boat. That would be stressing me out. They're so big that they don't feel like a boat. Like, it honestly feels like you're in a hotel. Like, it doesn't rock. It's so weird. I think if the boat's rocking, something's gone wrong on a cruise line. Yeah, that means, like, the weather's gone crazy. Yeah. Cruises sound really appealing for the whole flat fee, eat as much as you want. It's so good. Like coming back today was so hard to do because I'm like, I can't just eat something by walking up somewhere and having it. Yeah. I have to actually like make my own food or buy something. What is this garbage? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Here's my question though. Did you ever say the phrase, if the boats are rocking, don't come a knocking. It was uttered multiple times by multiple different people because it was very funny to say. It's every time. It's <laughs> every, every time. Place. It's always funny. It didn't stop. It's always funny. funnier when you were on a boat. Yeah. Yeah, it's always funny. Um, someone also started singing uh, My Heart Will Go On from Titanic and the cruise director <laughs> was like, why would you sing that right now? It was very funny. I um, but yeah, that's all I've been up to. I missed the Greymore announcement because I was driving. Uh, and then I tried to watch it while I was in the airport and the internet just wouldn't load. So then I tried to watch it when I was in the hotel and the hotel internet wouldn't load. And then I got on the boat, so I had zero options. So I finally got a chance to watch it. Just the intro trailer last night. But I didn't get a chance to watch the full Twitch presentation or the whole Vegas anything. Um, so I have basically no idea what has happened over the past week. So I'm going to, at the end of the show, everyone's going to do kind of a little brief summary, which is kind of a repeat of the last episode, but probably more summarized. So that's it for me. Why don't we ask AKB what he's been up to? I've been having a pretty good week. Everything's been going pretty swell in the land of AKB. In fact, I was the host last week. It was, yeah, it was a whole thing. It was very scary. Like Which, I was just going like I would just like oh. to say that we didn't get a chance because it wasn't working to put the audio version out. So I'm gonna be putting this episode and last week's episode out tonight and kind of just have them as like a pair of episodes. So you'll get two episodes to listen to. But you've actually Gosh. probably already listened to last week's episode, so now you're hearing this now. So it doesn't actually matter. So this is what uh, uh, this balance plan. In the last section, he didn't give me my cue. This section, he's just going to talk all through my parts. 100%. Uh, but it was a pretty interesting process seeing how Balan did it all. It was enlightening. Uh, beyond that, I had one other stream that week because on Tuesday, I had an idea for a really stupid stream, but I couldn't get, get working just right. It's still going to happen, but not until I get it working. Uh, but this one stream that we did have where everything did work was a pretty good time. Awesome. Uh, beyond that, uh continued my constant research into the world of Elder Scrolls. Like, I learned how much the average Tamriel citizen must eat in a two-day period through Skyrim's survival. Because, Specifically in cheese whales. Yes. So, 
It takes two days to go from well-fed to starving in Skyrim survival mode. Now, how many cheese wheels do you think it takes to go from starving after two days back to well-fed? How many cheese wheels would you guess? I mean, can I guess, or is that cheating? Oh, you were there. 45. You'd expect, no, I mean, a cheese wheel. It's cheese big. wheels are huge. I would say one. They're huge. You'd expect two or three. It is 29. That is how much food you need to eat every two days in Tamriel. That's so much cheese. You would never poop. You just couldn't eat that you much just couldn't. Like, nobody Why don't you think they don't have bathrooms? Oh. <laughs> there are bathrooms in Cyrodiil, but I guess they've got less cheese wheels there. Anyway, that's... But only been... in a corner of Cyrodiil. Um, could, what's the conversion rate of a cheese wheel to a sweet roll? Uh, it's literally, they don't convert. I don't think this sweet rolls provide any nutritional value. You cannot ever get full from eating sweet rolls. So what is it theoretically tracking? It's not just tracking calories because. Okay. Here's the thing. It's an arbitrary value that they've assigned to different meals. It's so (laughs) arbitrary. Like, uh, guess how many. Cabbage soup is the best. Guess what? how many cabbage soups you would need to drink to get back to full from starving. I think you still technically eat soup, but uh, do you need to eat five cabbage soups to get full? I say 13. What, what about you, Pylon? I say six. Two. What? <laughs> it's just cabbage and salt. Cabbage is good for you. Whoever it's got a lot of medicinal salt. value. It's, typ- it's typically got broth in it, like the cabbage nope. soup in the Skyrim recipe is made it's from, like, just, a bone broth? It's just cabbage and... <laughs> not in the Skyrim game, it isn't. I'm, I know what the recipe is. I'm not saying it's necessarily what the actual in-game recipe technically is. Whoever did this mod has no idea how food works. But this is cabbage soup. Cabbage has some nutrition. It's way better than lettuce. But no, that's not going to fix you starving. Also, you're not going to be starving in two days. You'll be it, close to... Not, like, starving to death, but you'll be starving. No, right. uh, after two days, you're taking health penalties. Like, you have less... Your health starts ticking down. I guess that's close, then, to how... Like, your current health or your maximum health starts lowering? And how long until you right. die from it? So your maximum health ticks down. Like, part of your health bar uh, grays out, yeah. saying you don't have this anymore. Uh, it keeps on going until it goes away entirely. How long does that take? Uh, I actually haven't tried, um, but I think it's eight days off the top of my head. Oh, okay. I'll trust his opinion. That's still a little short for, like, actual death, but for an actual adventure game. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. That's not bad. But yeah, that's been us. These values, because they're silly values. Anyway. (laughs) Anyways, that was an interesting debate. How much is just a head of cabbage do? How many heads oh, uh, of cabbage do you need? Uh, it would points. be about. You, it would be about three hundred or something. You need three hundred cabbages to, but so, two bowls of cabbage soup. It's the salt. Salt Seriously. is the most important nutrient to. It, I'm not joking. Sure it's the only thing that matters. Can you eat salt by itself or no? Uh, no, it's uh, an alchemy ingredient, not food. Okay, so that means all beans in Elder Scrolls run on ionic energy. You get ions and you use that energy to power you. Yeah. But because salt easily performs ionic bonds, that's the only way. Okay. Alright. I think we've solved it. Great. Cool. So kids, what have you been up to? I have been streaming with AKB on that series, or attempting to. Because my ISP for the last week has been particularly excellent even by their own standards. So I've had very little internet, so we did one stream out of a planned three. I believe that I happened to get me. on Skype. I think that happened to me last year after I just started streaming for the podcast. Remember I had like three weeks where I'm like, I don't have internet. Well, mine was more annoying than that because it would come back. Yeah. It would show signs of life. And then just <clears throat> as soon as you tried to do anything, just no. So uh, after several very angry phone calls, they eventually sent somebody out a week earlier than they initially said they could. But hopefully it's all fixed now. 
Hooray. Was that because you told them that you were an important internet celebrity? No, I think in the end they possibly just wanted me off the end of the phone. Quite possibly. That is the main goal of any person manning those phones. Yeah. So they fixed that one. Other than that, I have spent several hours now looking at disambigs on the wiki, so that's another entirely fun time. Other than that, I've done nothing Elder Scrolls all week. Hey, so I'm not alone. <clears throat> well, let's continue zigzagging around, and I'm going to ask Lost, what have you been up to? The only main thing, I believe, I'm just double-checking right now, I think Legends is the only game I've played. There was a Grand Melee this weekend, oh. and I participated in that because there were some really cool alternate arts available, and I wanted to try to get top 1,000 to get the alternate art Shadowfen Priest, and I was able to. I finished nice. number 892, Aww. which right. feels good. That's right. This week only, we have the 892nd top Legends player in the world on our stream. Thank you. Thank you. There was in some really the interesting play on it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was one deck that utterly crushed me. He had Spiny Hajmoda, which gets stronger the more copies of it are in the discard pile. And then he used a new card from the Tamriel collection, Midnight Burial, which has Betray, to throw a ton of Spiny Hajimotas into the grave. And then he plopped one down that was 32-32. <laughs> and so I lost. Yeah. Um, how many, what was your win ratio? So my first run, 0-3. Okay. My second run, 9-2. And my last one, 4-3. Okay. So the first run was with a deck I didn't understand at all, and I did terrible. And then I played Aggro Hlalu, and I did much better from there on. See, I would have loved to actually play Legends or Blades on my phone while I was on the cruise, like just chill, but you'd need to be online to play either of them. They just don't yeah. work if you're not online. And I'm like, I could have done like puzzle quests or like the story mode on Legends, but yep. it didn't work. I just don't understand that much. I mean, when there's a store involved, it kind of makes sense, but because otherwise you have people being like, "Hey, I can't buy anything from the store," and they're like, "Are you online?" They're like, "I don't know." It works. <laughs> I mean, it works okay in say Pokemon on the on the Switch. Don't even you pretend go online that going online <laughs> in Pokemon Switch is in any way a good experience. <laughs> I spent so long. Okay, here's John's pet peeve about Pokemon. I spent so long thinking that the Wild Zone was this uninhabited thing that nobody was playing Pokemon because it in no way informs you that you need to actually connect to the internet when you say, connect me. And then it's like, sweet, we put you on a local connection and we're not going to tell you about it until you go and press a button that's not labeled to connect you to the internet. Anytime I've done Pokemon online features, it's always been weird. It's not good. It's, it's clunky. I love the new Pokemon games, don't get me wrong. But they're, whoever designed their like netcode is just a masochist. <laughs> I don't have any problem with it. Um, sometimes you have to choose a different link code because the one you come up with. Somebody else shares used. can end up connecting someone. Like, but like, that shouldn't be a problem. I should just be able to... like have a friends list like it's 2020 like i should be able to just press a button and connect to the internet with my friend connect it shouldn't be like friend, a 12-step yeah. process to get online to send a and like you send a trade to someone and then it's like okay you're done what no yeah. oh. but the point the point is you it's very obvious when you're on well, no. for not. some of us it's very obvious when you're online well once you learn what you're looking for yes. sure the first time, there's no instruction to say, like, this is how you get onto the internet. This is how you get onto a local area connection. You have to actually know to look for that. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon. online games. That's a whole topic. Yeah. Anyway, I'm in the top 1,000 on Legends, which felt really good. Granted, it's because Yay! the player base has massively dwindled, which is too bad. That was but kind of the subtext really behind fun. me asking what your win ratio was, because I wanted to know, like, you're like, I got zero for eight. I went, like, zero for, like, eight games, and I got <laughs> yeah. the top 800. No. I was 13 for eight, which is decent, and I could have done better if I had 
put more planning into actually what I was going to play. Uh, so I think it's fair, achievable. It's definitely achievable with, for other people. With the way Pylon said it, I honestly thought you were about to say you didn't win any of your games. <laughs> no, it's not nearly that bad. There were a total of about seven and a half or eight thousand people on the leaderboard that's by the end. Good. Yeah, that's a fine player base. That's a fine. Not for making like, money, but all for things still considered, to play against. Like, all all right? consi- things considered, that's actually pretty high. Because there's a lot of people honestly, that wouldn't have played that like mode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's impressive. Good job, Legends. Keep mm-hmm. on kicking. That's all, that's all my Elder Scrolls. I didn't play anything else. Well, Baratron, save us from our lack of Elder Scrolls gameplay. I did lots of Elder Scrolls, which is why I'm sitting here yawning. Because uh, I was I up very late over the weekend. Um, so Yay. Saturday, the UESP Guild on PCNA had our first ever attempt at veteran rules of fabrication, which, for those of you who don't know, is supposed to be the hardest of the trials. Ha- and... We failed on the second boss, but we learned a lot, and it is going to be nerfed in the Harrowstorm um, DLC that's coming. So we're looking forward to trying it again, but it will be a bit easier. I I remember logging in at like eleven p.m. for me to uh, check uh, to get a uh, login reward. It, I normally don't do that, but I was trying to get the one hundred thousand gold one. I think I've missed it by like one day. Uh, I was just going like, why is Baratron still up? <laughs> what day was it? This was Saturday. What was that, oh, well, four in the morning? That's why. That's why because I yeah. was. We were. Um, we were doing. Is that four a.m.? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we've discovered who designed the Pokemon Netcode. It's Baratron because apparently Baratron's a masochist and wants to do trials at four in the morning. <laughs> No, we, we finished about 2.30, um, but I was probably doing random other stuff in the game. Um, I tried a new Magicka Sorcerer damage dealer build, because uh, I normally play healers, but obviously in a trial it's one or two tanks, two healers, and then eight or nine damage dealers. And I can't heal anybody, because that's just not fair on anyone else. So um, I tried this damage dealer. I wasn't impressed. Um, so I've got to I've got to work on that when I have the time. And I've been doing the Midian Mayhem, which we will talk about later, which is the current event. Um, mostly on PCEU, because the times of day I play, I mean, the server's basically dead. Um, you know, when you're on the server at five in the morning, the only people who are there are hardcore PvPers. And so as long as you avoid the keeps, you're fine. And you can just wander around and collect sky shards, complete delves and Nobody's going to attack you. There were two players who tried to kill me on Sunday morning, and they were even less competent at PvP than I am. Like one of them just just did a heavy, a lightning heavy attack with a a lightning staff. That was it. That was like, no other attacks. And I was like, "Is that it?" And I was on a nightblade, so I just uh, hit my nightblade cloak, stealthed away. No problem. Okay then. Intuitively, I would think smacking someone with lightning bolts would be an effective way to make them stop breathing, but gave yeah. no balance. It was that just... turns out Lost is wrong again. It, yeah. was, no, no, no. It, it was just a heavy attack, none of the other abilities. Right. You know, if he'd been casting other abilities on me, then maybe that would have been a deal. But I was, I was outside the 28 metres radius of text, and instead of like running towards me, or he tried to run towards me, but he wasn't doing very well. But you didn't decide to kill him to show him what's what? You see, I know that I'm bad at PvP. Okay. Gotcha. So, delfing away um, is a much better idea for me. It lets me carry on doing quests. Rather than having to then travel back to that side of the map. I want to explore Cyrodiil, but I figured I would try to complete more of the story first before taking that terrible dive and dying a lot. I don't die too often, and I'm really bad. Like, I'm terrible. I need to have the Dr. Baratron look at my stuff, because I guarantee I will die less if I get just a little bit of analysis behind how do you play this game. It worked. Wouldn't destroy KB. It, was, it wasn't because I didn't understand how to play. I don't know how to play. That's true. 
but it was because I was deliberately playing as little as possible in the most incorrect way that that happened. <laughs> Although I still appreciate your help, Baratron. Very <laughs> nice of you. Main thing with, with PvP is making sure that you've got at least five pieces of imp impenetrable trait armor. Um, hmm. Because that really helps. The impenetrable trait is only useful for critical resistance, which is um, against other players. There was a very, very brief time when they put it on bosses, but it lasted like one, one patch or something like that. I remember that. Um, yeah, it, they put put it on bosses for like two weeks. And, and they're like, nope, we didn't like that. Nope, <laughs> we don't like that change. Um, so that's that's the main thing, is making sure that you've actually got some resistance if, if another player does attack. Um, but apart from that, you can use essentially the same sets that you would normally. You just have a different version. So, like, whereas you'd, you'd use mostly divines in uh, normal overworld PVE content, you put impenetrable in PvP. Anyway, I could I could do a I could do a whole masterclass on this. I could drag some people on from the guild who are <laughs> much better at explaining builds than me, and we could do that one week. Well, then I can drag other people from the guild on. That actually be a good idea because then I'd actually have the time to do it since I have Mondays set aside for doing Elder Scroll stuff online. That'd work out. Yes, they're always like, you talk, you can do it. But I'm not the only person. <laughs> that was the longest, I think, scholarly pursuits that we've done. So we actually have a decent amount of news to talk about this week. Um, let me see here. I'm just taking a quick look at our notes. And the most interesting thing to happen, AKB has put in our show notes. So AKB, do you want to tell us about the most interesting thing that happened? The most interesting, honest, that, that kind of thing is easier for you to show. I don't, I'm not set up for it. You didn't. <laughs> you can show it easily enough. I post it. It's us fixing it. I have posted. Well, that works. The most interesting thing that happened was that lizard uh, licked an orange. Uh, it was a very tiny lizard, and it seemed to be having a really good time. It was really what the world needed at that moment. I'm really happy for that lizard. Uh, that's basically all the interesting things that really happened uh, this week. Uh, Other than... We'll, we are also uh, still working on our Patreon... Please tune back in soon for more details. Soon brackets TM. That means sometime between now and the heat death of the universe. So I think it's a little bit sooner than that. Maybe. Maybe. Closer to the former than the latter. <laughs> yes. We hope. Uh, so in other news, in Elder Scrolls Online... There was an incremental patch um, that basically seems to have brought in a new uh, EULA that you have to agree to. They updated the copyright to 2020, so I guess that means they re-registered their copyright. And then they added a bunch of things for like the California's version of GDPR. Um, and we were joking around earlier because a lot of it is like, it seems like they just grabbed some lawyer boilerplate and added that they want to like be able to like get information from your smells and from the thermal temperatures of people and stuff like that. It was just really funny to read. It's to like they want to know how hot my body is or how hot my computer runs. To and do they fair. want to know what I can smell when I'm playing the game or what I smell like. To be fair, that's all information I currently want from anyone I play with. <laughs> what they smell like is not information I actually want from people I play video first, games with. First thing I... How uh, what well, you remember the first thing I ever when we met, I went like, "Hey, Pylon, uh, what's your current body temperature?" And I told you it was ninety eight point six degrees. Yes, and then I asked you to clarify units, and it's Fahrenheit because Celsius. <laughs> yeah, Celsius. I'm near boiling. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge. That's super okay. So it's super funny. There's a flow chart on the internet. I'll have to find it later for. Um, how to talk to a Canadian about uh, units of measurement. And it's so funny. It's like, are you talking about length? It's like meters. Are you talking about length in re reference to height for a person? 
feet? Are you talking about temperature? It's like Celsius. Are you talking about body temperature? Imperial. And it's just like back and forth because nobody in Canada can keep it consistent because we just jump back and forth between sometimes something's imperial, sometimes it's metric. If you're good at converting, though, that's actually useful. It is actually useful. To be fair, the UK does much the same thing. Yeah, it's so fun. Although I did notice only milk sort of changed to uh, liters. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't we just discuss last or recently how liters are different sizes in different countries? No, no, no. Liters are the same. It's pints. Liters are universal. Oh, pint, 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 an American pint is smaller than a normal pint. Weird. Yep. Um, but yeah, so other than that, Baratron, do you want to go over what some of the other ESO news things we have on there? <laughs> yes. The, the rather misnamed Media Mayhem event is happening. Because it's Morningstar right now. I, I just love that because I, I get this. Uh, Baratron has a giant wall of text to read. And he just goes like, Baratron, you want to tell us about ESO? It's like 70 it's like paragraphs. Seven so, Nearly all of the mid-year mid-year news ever actually that? happened during mid-year? Yeah, originally, it was in June. And then they did like an extra one in January. And then it just stayed in January. So silly. It's so anyway, in order to, t- to take part in this event, you want to go to the Crown Store, buy the free uh, details on the mid-year mayhem item. Uh, which is in quest starters. You pick an alliance war campaign, which is usually by pressing L, and you travel to your faction's main gate in Cyrodiil. You talk to the NPC called Predicant Mirror, and you do have a really short quest. It takes like two minutes. Does the that. L in hotkey stand for Cyrodiil? I have no idea why. It might be for alliance war. All right, I'll buy either that of those. Is- yeah. That's pretty bad. And uh, you do you do the really short quest. You get a thing called a scroll of Pelinor's ferocity, and when you use it, uh, you get a two-hour, hundred percent buff to alliance points earned, which is the currency for PvP activities. And you also get a hundred percent buff to experience earned from <laughs> killing other players. And keep that item in your inventory. Reuse it, you know, whenever it runs out. Has to be an inventory item because you can't use mementos in Cyrodiil. Hmm. When you said Pelinol's Fury, I think is what you called it, mm-hmm. I heard Pelinor, and I was thinking about Lord of the Rings. No, no, no. Like Pelinor Whitestrake. It's Pelinor Whitestrake themed for some I'm still hearing Pelinor, but I know you're saying Pelinor. Pelinor. Pelin- <laughs> well, do you want me to say Pelinal? Pelinal Whitestrake. That works. I'm just thinking Pelinor Fields. Okay. I can't help it. Man, I, I, I want to watch Lord I, of the Rings I want to give uh, kudos to Baratron. Most people... Uh, who say a life mispronounce it as white streak? Ooh. See, that's just weird. I played I played those quests in Oblivion. I heard how they voiced them. For some reason in my brain, also I always read it as Pelennial. Oh. I add an I in don't there. And darn my, Pelennials. My my brain just adds an I in there and I don't know why. And then I so, read it uh, and like <laughs> Pelennial. But my all... brain wants to say Pelennial. All of the hardcore PvP players are complaining about the PvEers showing up just for the mid-year mayhem rewards and saying, get these Pelennials off my lawn. (laughs) Well, now we know what... Now we know what they call that in Tamriel. Well, if you want to argue about how to pronounce things, I've got some town names coming up, so... Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so event tickets are up again and you earn three event tickets per day for doing any of the dailies, um, the PVP associated dailies. So battleground quests from Battlemaster Riven, uh, scouting, battle, warfront and conquest missions, which are basically the ones you pick up from the notice boards at the gate in Cyrodiil. Uh, Elder Scroll capture and recapture quests, which you pick up from one of the NPCs near the gate. You know, he's standing there by 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 this table. He's sort of leaning on it to show how important he is. Um, town quests in Velastus, Bruma, Crossford, Shadenhall, and Coral. Is that how you pronounce them? I would say Hall instead of Hal for Shadenhall. But other than that, yeah, that's what I would guess for all of them. 
Let me see here. Lasteris, Bruma, Cropsford, Shaden Hall, and Cor. I could, I could see an argument for Vlastaris, but I know the name Vlast from something else, so I want to put the emphasis on that syllable. Yeah, I see Vlasteris. Yeah, I think we all kind of go the same way. I mean, Lasteris, I presume they're Bruma, voiced... Cropsford, Shaden Hall, Coral. I presume yeah, they're so... voiced in game, right? Yeah. Yeah. But a bunch of people think it's Choral, and I'm like, why do you think it's Choral? Well, it's, it's spelled Choral. Well, yeah, yeah, but you I say, can't imagine. Do you say Choral Reef? <laughs> but I don't say Choral no Reef because there's no H in Coral. <laughs> the better uh, argument would be say, do you say Triss for Chris? <laughs> I'm arguing against say... myself now, AKB. <laughs> or do you say Shul? Anyway, um, there's also Imperial City Daily Quests, which you can do if you have already completed the Imperial City main quest line. If you aren't really a PvPer, then I suggest doing those town quests because they're pure PvE content. They're very quick. You just pick a town which is owned by your alliance and which you can easily teleport to using the Transitus Shrine Network. Now, Transitus is basically the same sort of idea as Way Shrines, except it looks a bit different, but it's the same idea. Can you do quests at a town that isn't your alliance controlled? Are you allowed to? It's just dangerous? Yes, it, you can do, but you'll be attacked by NPC guards. Okay. Um, some of them are easier than others. I mean, I've, I've been doing quests in um, Coral, the Coral and Wayne and Priory uh, quests, even though they're owned by DC and I'm doing them on an EP character. Because um, the, the guards, the actual NPCs that you need to meet for those quests on no way near the guard, so you can just sort of sneak in from the back. Nice. Yes. Uh, and event tickets reset at 1am EST, or 6am GMT each morning, which is the same time as Ritz. So that's quite a familiar time to anyone who does dailies. Um, I, I can keep going, but no, you don't want to just hear my voice, do you? Let me see. Like, well, I well, think so... we're keeping lost awake at this stage. What? It's just a yawn. Doesn't mean I'm falling asleep. <laughs> it just means he I wants to change an environment. Um, let me see. Did you talk about the boon boxes in there? I don't nope. know if we lost any orders. So, okay. Yep. So, doing any of the quests, you'll get awarded a Pelinol mid-year boon box. Not a boom box. So, you can't stand outside the girl you like's window with it above your head. Yeah. Lost got me. Thank you. Um, in your... First Pelinal mid-year boon box you open per account, you also contain a standard bearer's emblem. Once you have 10 of those, you can combine them into a standard bearer's license on sale for 50,000 AP if you don't want to have to wait, I assume, um, to create a room box with the emote for that character's alliance. So I assume there's three different emotes depending on the ones you want to collect. So if you are a completionist, you have to go in there and do this on three different, at least... Wait, could you do it without no, spending can't. AP? You, oh, you have to spend the AP. The AP is to buy the license, which oh, allows so you, you have to, to combine, combine them, them with the license. With the license, okay. and to get any more, you have to buy. Um, you have to buy the things for event tickets. But you know what? They're actually kind of disappointing. They all look the same, apart from being different colours. Because you know, we were expecting uh, an eagle, um, a lion, and a dragon. Yes, a line of dragons. So it's the dragon I couldn't remember. Yeah, but they just—they've just all got. I mean, obviously they're yellow, red, and blue, but they—they've all got the same slightly odd picture. I mean, that's probably so, good because the chances of somebody being able to get all three—if they were very different—they'd probably be more angry that they couldn't get all three in. So it's next run. year, maybe or mid-year. Who knows? Yeah, who knows when mid-year is? What are calendars even? We sent them calendars. They should know now. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Um, there's there's also um, some style pages for Legion Zero's armor, which you can get from bosses in the, the Imperial City, both the sewer bosses and the ones above ground. But it's a very rare drop, and you probably it's probably like um, what some people have experienced with Rothgar, that you have to be in the top 12 players in order to get the drop. Um, it doesn't it's it's funny the way the way the game calculates this because you don't have to be in the top twelve based on the amount of damage you do. 
um, you can tank or you can heal. And that's somehow still, it still does some kind of calculation. It goes right. This but this person was the most valuable player. This person was the second most valuable player. That's so. So annoying. the and point is that they want you to only have groups of twelve and not go bigger than that. I think so. Would optimize things. That makes hmm. sense that they don't want. Yeah, that's a weird way to do it. It is. Uh, there's also a bunch of achievements that I don't think we really need to go over all of them. Uh, hmm. If you are excited to get those, make sure you go in game and check them out. Um, apparently there's one hard one, which is the Wrath of White Strike. White Strike. Um, I said it now that I could be put that in my head. Um, <laughs> because it relies on killing blows rather than kill assists. And now I'm just having flashbacks to Dota where I have to get the final hit to do anything. In before that someone that's, denies the creep. Before someone exactly, de- exactly. I'm like, oh, well, great. That's what I want. A flashback to Dota. There's yeah, some really interesting names in there. Polinovant, the Scourge, Polinoline, the Bloody, and Polinorif, Insurgent. Huh. Those all are like sort of mythic related names. Like combining Polinol and other people in that mythos. That's cool. That just reminds me of like George Foreman's kids. It's like George, George Jr., George III, Georgina, <laughs> Georgette, uh, Georgifer, something like that. That's what it just reminds me of there. Yeah. It's just super um, vain. Apparently, <laughs> apparently this week's podcast is going to be the one where I just laugh all the way through it. <laughs> You're so vain. You probably think this mid-year's about you. Don't you? Don't But you. it's Morningstar. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Now. They can just office. call it Morningstar Madness. They sing the song and keep pronouncing Sabre. And he's like, Saber. Sabre? Saber. Oh, the office. Well, they could have, or they could have done something to go, okay, it's not really mid-year, but they didn't. It's funny. I think it's just a joke now that they're just like, whatever, we don't even care anymore. It's funny. And this is why ESO hates Elder Scrolls lore and completely ruined it. Whoa. Yes. Bold take. <laughs> Hold on, let me clip that so that's here forever, too. The Meteor out? Mayhem ends on Tuesday, the 4th of February at 10 a.m. Oh, EST or 3 p.m. GMT. Awesome. So it looks like till next week, right? Yes. You got pretty no, much no. one week from now to play. Which is good because I have not had a chance to log in, so maybe I'll do that tonight after the show. But I think that's all we had for news. There's nothing in Blades, uh, nothing in the other games. So... Now I think we're going to pop over and everyone's going to explain to me what the heck happened last week. So we're not going to spend too long on this because I expect all of you to be better than me and actually listen to last week's podcast, but I haven't had a chance to yet. That's why it's not up on the audio feed yet. But for somebody who missed all of the announcements, I've had a kind of a hard time getting a grasp on everything that is actually happening here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I've saw the trailer. So I know kind of the base story, but I want to talk to everybody, just kind of get a brief summary of what everything that is happening with Greymore and the season of the Dark Heart of Skyrim. Is that what they're calling it, a season again? I think they're no, just calling just, it the Dark Heart of Skyrim. just the Dark Heart of Skyrim. So everything that's happening with the Dark Heart of Skyrim. Again, these are the things that none of their like articles say. That it's like, it's not a season, it's just we're calling it the Dark Heart, because that's fun. So the most important thing to realize is that this is a new dark story set in a familiar locale in Skyrim. And it's a dark story. It's a gothic. It's very dark. It's gothic. And dark. I read dark and gothic a lot. Yeah. Ever since last... See, every time any, like, other person goes like, oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be a dark story, I'm just going like... I'm, like, telling it in my head. I'm at, like, seven random people who have mentioned that. You know, like that word doesn't mean what you think it means, or it's starting to lose all meaning. I, I mean, it's ESO. As far as I'm concerned, it's always dark because it's always <laughs> nighttime. 
But um, so I think you asking questions might be the best That's way to exactly, cover this yeah, really quick. I'm going through this. So okay, um, major questions is the first DLC is Heron Heron Hall. Harrowstorm. Harrowstorm. Heron Hall is uh, Gor- uh, Gil- Game of Thrones, isn't it? It's the name of the I keep, see. I believe. Yeah. Um, Harrowstorm. Harrow, like harrowing. Yes. And storm. Yeah. Okay. So, questions off that. First of all, what is a Harrowstorm? I saw that that's going to be the new kind of dark anchor. Yeah. So, I don't know that they've talked about it very explicitly, but basically, dark energies swirl around. And then creatures of the night are involved with that. So Losses vampires, dark. it's dark. There's vampires and werewolves and I think one other creepy nightcrawly type creature that are involved. But basically dark energies that bring out these creatures and you have to fight them. And weird. It's going to be dark and weird. Can we avoid weird. saying the word dark to describe it anymore? <laughs> dark. Gotcha. It's dark. Did, 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 you, did you listen to the to that? Uh, their preview though they were <laughs> saying it, it every couple of minutes it's not as bad as in Guild Wars 2 they were coming out with a new thing and they used the word metal a lot they kept saying oh it's so metal I really got tired of hearing that because that's yeah like metal like metal rock like heavy metal yeah. like heavy metal they were going to a really industrial area that also had yeah. a band and they said oh it's got a really metal design that sounds awesome <laughs> I mean, it, it anyway. is cool, but they said it a lot. So dark is not as bad because it's a real word we actually use in conversation. But yeah, the two different dungeons are talking about two different creepy things going on. Um, the first one is you go with Lyris to an island where there's a bunch of like an icy storm that is or elemental storms that are sinking ships. And you got to go stop a coven of witches. So to pause there. Is yeah, Lyris is back. Did we talk? Did they explain more about Lyris being back, or is it kind of just like, "Hey, she's back. You'll find out more." The latter. Okay. The latter. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the witch coven is related to a different boss. Like, there's a boss that came from that witch coven in another dungeon. I don't remember which one it is. Uh, it's Drodda from Diefrost Keep. Okay. Yes. And then, what is the other dungeon about? Who remembers? I can't remember the name. Of Unhallowed either one, actually. Grave. And yes. It's in Bankerite, and it's been guarded by these, this group called the Pyre Watch for so long that they don't actually remember what's down there anymore. Which seems a bit unfortunate. You'd think that they, they'd leave notes to themselves. Um, and <laughs> it's a deep, I'm sorry, AKB, it's a deep, dark cave. I'm really sorry. <laughs> and uh, you're, you're tasked with learning what the heck is going on. Uh, apparently, it uses the grappling hook, which I said was from Merkmire, but apparently it was from no. That's uh, from uh, Dragonhold. Dragonhold. Right. I think well, someone was saying the grappling- that there are Merk- like vines in Merkmire that work similarly. Is that not true? Oh, maybe that's what I was confused about. Oh, yeah, so, sort of, yeah. But I think it uses the grappling hook more mechanic closer to Dragonhold because that's newer. I play this game for so many hours each week, but I'm very, very behind with the actual story. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, it happens. Uh, most of the guildmasters I know say the same thing. But you, you're on you're on here, and literally half your time each week is, is taken up with, with guild stuff. Anyway, so um, excitingly, these two dungeon stories were written by Layman Tuttle, the lawmaster himself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really Which- cool. I think implies that even though it's sort of an intro chapter, like setting up some of what's going to happen in the actual chapter, I think that implies that they're going to have strong relevance, which maybe the elsewhere ones also were very strongly related. But I think that implies that they're going to matter a lot. They also said that the um, the prologue quest will connect together the artifacts that you get from the dungeons and explain the name of the DLC more. So it won't be the prologue quest for uh, elsewhere. Elsewhere didn't. I mean, you, you, there were the two dungeons you could do with Thoraya, and you got the two halves of the of the um, Rathstone. The, the Rathstone, yeah. yeah. But then it wasn't quite. It didn't quite all. Flow, they're trying to make it flow more, basically. 
So what's next on your question list, Pylon? What else uh, don't you understand? Question next then, actually, as you speak of artifacts, the new, I assume it's not coming as part of Harrowstorm, it's coming with Greymoor. Mm -hmm. the new skill lines which is two skill lines but it's also a new system so antiquities yes yeah tell me about this because everything i've read about it has had very little actual explanation of what the skill lines actually are how they work it just says there's new skill lines associated is that all we know they gave a little bit of example or at least a little conversation around the topic. Who remembers any of the mini game things they mentioned? So, um, basically, you use that. You've got this item called the Antiquarian's Eye, mm -hmm. and you use this to scry, which is to find out where an antiquity is hidden. And scrying involves a color and shape match game, which they confirmed will be accessible to colorblind players. That's why it's color and shape. Mm -hmm. And the first skill line is, is is associated with scrying. Now, what exactly will be in there? I don't know. I assume this will be, you know, like with lock picking and the leisure domain, and you're able to do things like as you put more points into it, you're able to break locks. I assume it'll be like that. So it'll be easier oh, to maybe. scry. Like maybe you'll be able to slow down the thing as it goes round so so it's easier to pinpoint exactly so the skill lines are associated with antiquities not like gameplay yes yeah. well they're associated with the specific mini games yeah that are not like in it's not going to make me better in fighting no right interesting it, it's associated so with finding the things that's the scrying. And then the other one is either called excavating or digging and they they've suggested that this is Minecraft or Minesweeper influenced. And those two things aren't related except for squares, so I don't understand why they put those together, but still. So you play a mini game once you get to the location of the item to uncover the item. I distinctly remember a previous podcast where we all were like, you know what ESO needs? Mini games. Yes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even that long ago. No. No. But yeah, they're bringing two in as part of the same system, which sounds kind of fun. So thank you for listening to us and solely making this decision based on our feedback. Obviously, sure, it was completely just our feedback. 100% just us. Nobody else can take credit. Thank you. I mean, Pylon, if you had watched the video, you know the section where they talked about this. Um, someone on stage did, in fact, say that this sounds like something the unofficial other Scrolls pages would be into. See, Cash, I'm pretty sure I heard Cash said that. <laughs> so thanks cash for wrapping us out there i appreciate no, it i don't think it was because of the mini games 100 because, because of, of the mini games lore nothing artifacts. to do with lore or anything no no no, like no, 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 no. so okay uh, supposedly um the, the items you find depend on the zone so like they gave the example of ancient yakud in red guard areas and as you find these these items then different npcs will add text to a journal giving their insights to explain what they think the item is so it could be I, I was sort of looking forward to the idea of you know different oh what's those two characters called the ones who argue with each other in books Frastus of Ellen here and Lady That's Cinnabar what, of Tanith yes so I'm looking forward to, to that How sort did you of story that? dude my mind is weird yeah <laughs> I, just some stuff gets really locked in yeah I'm I'm really Except for Yoda it's okay. That's not that's not <laughs> But yeah, I'm looking forward to the idea of, of the the pair of them, or, or you know, many people arguing. Sisa Hall so going. Thoraya, I think, is mentioned as being involved in this system, right? Is that the one that they said? Gabriel Benelli. Gabriel Benelli. That's right. So a, a previous character who's a scholar is going to be be involved in the system, and so we'll probably get a lot of her insights and maybe others as well, which is really cool. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Okay, I like that idea. I'm a little confused why – so there's no new skill line like the Sigics. Not that they've told us about. Oh. So we, we don't really know what those skill lines are. They, are. they say they're skill lines that relate to those specific games – but I don't think any of those things are combat related. It didn't sound like it, at least. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. And then one of the other things that's part of antiquities is so antiquities can be all sorts of things. It can be um, 
mounts or decorations or mementos maybe i don't know just it, all sorts yeah. of decorative sorts of things you can use and then also you can get mythic gear so you can get items that are equipable and those have special abilities that oh. do affect gameplay but you can only equip one mythic item at a time oh that's neat so the so two kind examples of like a legendary from world of warcraft presumably yes I assume you know what you're talking about there. So, yes. <laughs> so the two examples they gave, one was a movement and speed increase. Just if you have this item, I think it's a, I don't know if it's boots or a ring or whatever, but they, if you have it equipped. Jewelry of some sort. Yeah, if you have this jewelry equipped, you move faster. And if you're out of combat, you move even faster. So that's your only mythic item you can have equipped, but it gives you just movement speed increase across the board. And then the other one was a chest piece that did a thing. Uh, well, it didn't actually say what thing, what uh, what piece of armor, but a heavy armor piece. Oh, okay. Which um, restores magicka when you block. So potentially useful for magicka-based tanks. Um, it's a little strange, so I don't quite know what the clan is. I wonder if they're just, they just designing those from the sounds of it, that they're like single player sets almost like things yes. that are, they're not going to be really valuable. I imagine for people doing end game because they're not part they, of well, the main set. Exactly. But... The, the idea is to give, you know, players who don't enjoy Jonathan's and trials, give them something cool to do other than just messing around with housing. And these mythic items will come in gold quality and CP 160. So, you know, uh, at so it allows you to quest for a max piece of gear, right? Okay. Even though it's not part of another set, it has its own bonuses that yeah, maybe like are good enough. Don't know until we see them. But still, lore attached to questing to get special items, which is cool. That's cool. I'm um, on board with that. So then the story we've heard is about a dark vampire lord who's dark and has a dark plan, but that's kind of all we've heard. I didn't see anything else about that. Just like so. kind of a brief case. That we know it's it a vampire lord, but we don't know. It happens in the darkness of Blackreach a lot. Yes, I did see that there's like 40% of the map is going to be Blackreach and like 60% yeah. is going to be above ground. I'm very curious how big that's going to be, like size-wise. I wonder how it's going to look on a map. Well, maps can be tricky. Yeah, be. it'll be it'll be around the edge, won't it? You know, like how they put um, uh, Arteum and Cold Harbor, and there's another yeah. zone. There are three zones that are, that are around the Clockwork side. City. Clockwork City, of course. Well, but it's going to be an actual place in Skyrim. You're not going to map travel from. Maybe you will. You will, because you'll have to go Maybe. down a hole. And that'll be an actual load into a different map? I would imagine so. Oh, It'll just be like they... any other instanced... Like, you load between some zones, anyway, like, between, like, a major zone anyways. Yeah, but I figure that the Blackreach is part of the same zone. Maybe it's not. I imagine there'd be a loading screen. We'll find out, I guess. So I was thinking about Tangled Depths in Guild Wars 2, and that map is really hard to navigate because there is no loading between it. It's just like five different vertical levels all tangled around each other, which is very cool and very hard to keep track of on a map. Yeah. If they just have it be two separate maps, well, okay, that works. They mentioned locations. They said that it's Western Skyrim. It includes Solitude, Morthor, Dragon's Bridge, and Labyrinthian will be uh, a public dungeon, and Shadow Green Cavern as a delve. Uh, so, you know, that's some of the locations. And they, they also said, if you're interested in the lore of the Reach, then look forward to the Quarter 4. Oh, that was going to be my literal next question. So <laughs> I saw, like, so many Reach things on the, kind of like the teasers, but nothing that I've seen so far has actually been about the Reach. So yep. they're going to Sounds talk like about... a big Quarter 4. Got yeah, Q, Q3 and Q4, they're going to talk about more. So, very possible that the Q4 zone is the Reach. Yeah, but they didn't or confirm it, it yet. Or at least part of it. Maybe. 
Yeah. Interesting. I think that's all the questions that I had. I'm trying to. They are revamping vampires, and they like that pun too. So the vampire skill line in base game is getting overhauled. Oh, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. The ultimate is going to become a vampire lord form, except it's called um, Blood Scion, I believe, because it's not the Volkahar clan, so it's not their exact strain because Because you've inherited it straight work. Yeah. Instead, you've got it from LeMay Ball and you turn into a Blood Scion now. So they're changing how those skills work, trying to make them gooder. Also, they're making it so that the more you eat, the more powerful you are instead of not eating makes you more powerful. In regards to feeding as a vampire. Yeah, in in regards to blood, not cabbage soup. (laughs) It's all about the cabbage soup. That's probably all the things then. It's going to yeah, be dark. I'm trying to think if we know anything else. It'll be dark. They uh, they told us that the new vampire line is going to be like necromancy in that certain actions will be criminal acts. Oh, yes. Oh, that's cool. Town. That's nice that they're kind of updating old stuff. Yeah. I wonder if this is I kind agree. of like a little bit of a teaser that they're like, maybe we'll update more old stuff in a future patches and stuff like that. Possibly. I mean, the antiquities are going to be everywhere, including base game zones. So, yeah. you know, that is going to so be adding stuff. That's kind of like the um, Sigic portals or whatever they were. Except in this case, you're actually getting unique stuff out of all of yeah. it. I've always really, heard the Sigic line was a little annoying. I really hope antiquities are less awful than the Sigic portals. <laughs> the only good thing about the Sigic portals was the was the Augur, the, the strange crystal skull that you took around. Yeah. He was funny, but the actual line, and I've, I've done that. I think I did it three times. It was exceptionally frustrating playing it on a new character that I made just for Somerset and like was trying to do all that. I'm like, oh, wait, I have none of the waypoints that they want me to. Great. Was it okay doing it once? It was fine. (laughs) I didn't actually have too many complaints doing it once. You can get through it pretty quick. It's just, it's not fun gameplay. Sure. I get you. Awesome. All right, what other questions, or is that it? I think that's it. I think that's probably a good place to call it for tonight. All right. Well, thank you guys for answering all my questions. And chat, thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out with us. It's been a blast. I think we've had a lot of fun. So make sure to tune in later this week. Oh, we don't have actually a stream schedule yet up for this week. I didn't Ooh. see it posted. I don't think we posted it. I don't think we mentioned it. So I'll be streaming on Wednesday. The you will. Up to date. I'll be streaming on Tuesday. Um, me and kids will be streaming Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday. We'll see how we maybe feel. Sunday. A lot of work. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> Don't burn yourself. A lot of AKB as well. Yeah. I'm. I'm more worried about a lot of kids. I can handle a lot of AKB. Ooh. 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 You look so hey, island living seen... pylon sassy. Island, island pylon's kids. gone. <laughs> I've actually met kids in, in person. He's lovely. I haven't yet, so. so Wait, sorry, are you drinking a cup of soup? Uh, not tea? quite, no. Lambsip. One of our one of our viewers, Elgfest, reminded us I'm that there is a PvP sick. event going on in ESO if we didn't know. We did talk is about that? it at length. <laughs> we, we Thank did. you, Elgfest. Yeah. Actually, probably, probably you know what? That's what we'll do on Wednesday. Is all you can all join me to watch me just flounder in PvP on Wednesday. Cool. That'll be fun. We'll try to get so, through and have some. Well, fun. if you do, you probably better stream with a with a with a slight delay because otherwise people might you know line wait for you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> go for it. That's not going to make it any harder for me because I'm just going to be struggling as is. <laughs> Feel free to stream snipe me and get all the sweet uh, AP you want off me. My body is basically just going to be like a AP pinata on Wednesday night. So <laughs> have fun with that, everybody. Um, and on that, I think it's uh, time for us all to say goodbye before we break Baratron anymore. So on behalf of myself, Lost, AKB, Kids, and Baratron, we hope you guys have some fantastic adventures in Nern, and we'll see you all again next week. Goodbye, Bye, everybody. My favorite Yoda quote is, I am the Senate.